This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 207 of the Stacey West podcast. I am your host Ben, back from a couple of weeks. and Back uh, again. Back again. Um, and I'm joined by Gary. You well mate, how are we doing? I've got the sun in my eyes, which is unusual isn't it when we're recording? Yeah. Um, <laughs> clocks have changed, the nights are light, it is uh, raining, um, but it's good isn't it? Light nights. Light yeah, nights. It's, it's good. Like You can get out of a bit of a wander around and, and get back and you know, have your tea and it's still light outside. Well nice. I do a run, I don't know if I've mentioned it. but I, Do I, you run? Yeah, you run, so, um, yeah, yeah, so I, I got a bit okay. of a, a run in. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's, it is nice. I mean, it, it, it's always a bit grim when you you sort of go to work when it's dark and then you finish work when it's dark and it's like i mean obviously working from home it's like it, it's a little bit less depressing because you can like have a you know go for a walk at lunch or whatever and it's still quite light but when you finish you, you finish your day it's like, oh i just want to go out for a walk and it's like no it's it's pitch black and it's pissing down but yeah it's starting to starting to lighten up a bit at the minute so it's all good wow weather talk good. a minute Indeed. of weather talk Middle age. <laughs> Welcome to the Middle Age Podcast with Gary and Ben. On today's show, new slippers, the weather, <laughs> and bloody migrants. So, um, <laughs> so I tell you what, right? I've we've I've, I know I've got to that point of of middle ageness now because my um, my birthday presents the other week. I got a mug. Like the me and Rach basically said, we're not going to get big you know we're not going to spend a load on on birthdays this year because we're saving for a number of things it's like yeah cool so yeah let's let's discuss that later um (laughs) there's a new indiana jones set coming out and it looks amazing um but i bought a uh, sorry i got for my birthday i got um two presents and they were both themed around the same thing uh and it was an afc richmond mug and uh an afc richmond t-shirt why because well i'm guessing from that response you don't know who afc richmond are no 
yeah, uh, it's the team from Ted Lasso. Oh, God. Do you know, I keep hearing about that and it couldn't interest me less. I told you about it ages ago and I was like, I you know, need to and watch it. Didn't inter- yeah, it didn't interest me then either. <laughs> and I know I know it must be good. I mean, obviously, Jack, I think Jack Mulhall watches it and tweets about it. And, you know, when if it's just you tweeting about it, I think it might be a cartoon or it might involve machines that turn into men or something silly like mm-hmm. that. But I know that Jack wouldn't watch that sort of crap. So I, I kind of think if the both of you were saying it, it'd probably fall somewhere. But you know what? I'd never get Fee to watch anything like that. And if Fee's not watching a series with me, I don't. I just. But I play the games. thing is, right? Did people. you did you ever watch Scrubs? Uh, when I was single and used to, uh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like Scrubs is Nearly. Scrubs is a medical show that's I know, not. I about medicine yeah, and Ted Lasso is a football show that's a football comedy that's not about football. It's from the same bloke. It's really good. It's there brilliant. Is absolutely no way that you're going to get Fee to watch it. You can work on her at the wedding and she will probably <laughs> ask you to leave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, I'm really excited at the minute because Ted Lasso's back and Taskmaster's back tonight and they are the two best things on TV, bar none. Have you watched Better? No. BBC, no, well, that was great, but you wouldn't know because it hasn't got made up characters in it. Well, it has, all characters are made up. I was going to say, all characters are made up. Yeah, to be fair. But now, speaking of that, we've, we've got the, the icebreaker section and we've got well, the, the topic of the week this week. It, it's because I did you, I did an AI generated image of you as a Lego superhero. Did you see that? <laughs> I did see that on yeah. Twitter. And it did facially. It looked. It's the only one that actually had your kind of features nailed down. And so well, I thought, fat with a beard. No, 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 glasses <laughs> and a beard. And it had the hair. It had the hair. I mean, looking at you yeah. now, your hair is perfect, Lego today. But like it normally, is, it isn't. I, yeah, because I've just. I, I just can't be asked to do anything with it today. Lego head. Um, yeah. yeah, I did myself, actually, as a Lego villain, and I didn't publish it. Um, but it was brilliant. It just looks absolutely nothing like me. But he got <laughs> me thinking. One thing Fee always, always used to say when I was doing interviews for a City United was... Um, ask them what their favourite supervillain would be. Ask them what their favourite supervillain would be. Their favourite, sorry, their favourite superpower. What superpower would they add? And it kind of got me thinking. I wonder um, what Ben's and mine's superpower would be. Just FYI, by the way, uh, that's quite good. Yeah, there, there was a couple of them, but that's that was me. Good. I will post that for people. Yeah, just that's quite me. good. I like anyone that. who wants to see me as a Lego villain. Um, so I thought super superpowers. What superpower would you like? Now, Ben, I'm going to put it to you first. Uh, so for me, there's there's one answer that always always like always comes up. It's teleportation. So mm-hmm. I, I don't like travelling. I don't like being late for things, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying it. But Rach is always late for everything. Um, so if I had the ability to teleport anywhere in a like blink of an eye, I'd do it in a heartbeat. That's it. It just makes sense to me. Like you, you know, want to go to like Sydney over lunch? It's like cool, done. And then come back. How would you fight crime with teleportation? Not all superheroes have to fight crime. Or so why? How would you be a hero if you don't fight crime? I could just like teleport behind the bad guy and snap his neck. Jobs are good. But then you're fighting crime. A minute ago, he said not all superheroes have to fight. Yeah, but they crime. don't. It's a nonsensical all, statement. They don't all fight crime. But the, name the me quickest a superhero. Way to do it. Name me a superhero that doesn't fight crime. Um, do you want to think about it to the end of the podcast? Seeing as there isn't one. <laughs> I mean, there is. Go on, then. Who? But, 
you can't say there is and then like go uh, for the because people are listening to this in their cars on their way to work i mean it depends define like because for me fighting crime is like batman running down the street and punching a robber right but there are there are other superheroes that kind of have their eyes on a bigger picture and like save the world from disasters and stuff yeah disasters usually caused by supervillain who's a criminal not, not necessarily Okay, name me a superhero that saved the world from a natural disaster. Captain Planet. Who the hell is Captain Planet? You can't make one. What of do you mean? You draw do, as a five-year-old. You, know, you do not know who Captain Planet is. Oh. Do you know what? I've, that I, must I give have you been. One? That must have been around your time as a kid. Like it was a. It was Might a TV. Black and white. <laughs> <laughs> it was a TV show um, that was. Uh, it it I'm was interested. <sighs> to be honest, can I just give you my super thing before people turn off? Go on. Because actually our, our listenership has been falling, uh, according to <laughs> ACAST. So we that's have been nice. losing listeners. But I don't know if that's because of the way it measures the listeners, to be honest. Yeah. So uh, Now, I give it a lot of thought because when I was younger, I had a perfect superpower. But if I had this superpower, it would basically just make me the most powerful being in the world, like ever. And it would make, and, and I couldn't have that. So I've refined the superpower so that it is a power, but it's not just like a cheat code. Um, and it's it's time travel. Now, okay. when I was younger, I always used to have this thing in my head of, wouldn't it be cool if your TV, well, your VCR remote control, as it was back then, with videotapes, um, if when you press rewind, you could rewind time or fast forward time. And then Adam Sandler did a movie based around that. Click. And it, yeah, and it was it was just. It was a, a, a soppy kind of don't waste your life movie, where I, rather than exploring the innate possibilities, the you know, the infinite possibilities of being able to fast forward time. But I thought to make it realistic, I could would like the superpower to be able to fast forward, rewind, or pause time. But I could only do it for a maximum of ten seconds before everything stood, before it started again. Because anything more than that, and it would be a rubbish superpower, wouldn't it? It's like, oh, there's a bank robbery in progress. Press pause. Like, even a bank robbery progress in London. Press pause in Lincoln. Mosey on down to London at my own right, stopping at every service station just to help myself because everyone's paused. <laughs> Get there, take all the guns, put all the money back, come back, unpause, boom, done. It's rubbish television. But if there was an element of danger, an element of kind of racing against time for it, so like, what am I going to do? Um, I don't know, like Fleetwood's goal's about to go in. Press pause jump over the hoardings can i get to the hoardings move the goal wide and get back and into my seat sweat it out the pit yeah before on pause <laughs> i mean i just think it'd be hilarious like i know we'll talk <laughs> about football in a minute but jane stockley's coming in he's about to put he's about to connect with the ball pause rush move the ball 30 30 you know, 33 inches to the right and just watch jane stockley <laughs> watch the look on his face as he goes what I wouldn't even be particularly fighting crime. I'd just be doing things for my own amusement. Mm. You know, like when you always see someone in a bar, like you go out at night and you're in a bar and you just see someone and then you know they're a knobhead, an absolute yep. knobhead. I just like pause, gently pour like beer into their lap or something <laughs> like that, undo their trousers and pull it halfway down. Even, even undo their trousers, pull them halfway down, and then I will urinate on their legs quickly. But can I get it done in 10 seconds? Because if I can't get it done in 10 seconds and the time suddenly starts, there's me with my Johnson out. So this is some guy at the bar, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And the best thing is that everybody else in the bar has just suddenly seen this 
bearded ginger man suddenly appear out of nowhere with his dick out. Well, the thing is, I wouldn't be from nowhere because I could only be 10 seconds away. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? So it'd be the bearded guy that was sat with his mates over in the corner who's suddenly at the bar with his penis out thinking, going, oh, no, 11 seconds. And they'd be going, what do you mean 11 seconds? I've done it again. But then my superpower would be rewind time and just try and beat. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> just keep going. So I talk just about keep being, going up and pissing exactly the until I do it. So it's like my running, isn't it? Like I run to the end of the road and back. I run, by the way. I run to the end of the road and back, and I time it every day. I could time myself. I could try and beat my previous time for urinating on a guy at the bar. I mean, that's not the the sole purpose, and that that. I mean, kind of if we ever it. had a Stacey West podcast out of context account, I would try and beat my time to run and urinate on a man at the bar. Is definitely yeah. a clip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but in another in other news, imagine like the goal goes in against Ipswich, Nathan Arnold, and you can just keep hitting rewind. <sighs> And, re- and do it. Do you know what I mean? And I could just you yeah. could hit rewind and pause, run somewhere else, and watch it from another angle. Would you, you? Would you age those ten seconds though? Yeah. See, that's a good point. Because I would imagine if that if that was a possibility of doing that for the Nathan Arnold goal, you would keep doing it until you just had like a Gandalf beard, and you. Yeah, would you? Because you get hungry, wouldn't you? After a while, yeah, you know, like even, even if you did it for like four hours, you'd be then like, I'm pretty peckish. And and <laughs> if you could only rewind ten seconds, the moment that had gone, you wouldn't be able to rewind back to it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's true. I just think it'd be quite a cool superpower, limited in terms of crime fighting. But as as we've just found out, Captain Planet didn't care. So why should, <laughs> I? should we talk about football? Yeah, I suppose we probably should. Just before um, we do, if you, whatever you want, if you're listening, um, tweet us with what you'd like your superpower to be, and if it would involve peeing on people, which <laughs> which normally most people's superpowers don't. To be honest, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, or just top, like more topics, more topics. So, uh, the the Stacey West podcast losing listeners every week since 2017. <laughs> uh, well. Um, but no. The, on, on a very slight tangent before we go into the football, Acast's method of like tracking stuff is a bit weird because sometimes, like you look at some of the numbers, it's like oh you've got thousands now, and then you actually go into the numbers for each episode. It's like nah, mate, really weird. Yeah. Anyway, he told me that we were thirty percent down on uh, last week, which could be because you weren't on Ben. It could be that thirty percent of our listeners only come on to listen to you. I, I, I doubt, doubt it. I doubt yeah. that very very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Um, it's maybe just that they we've lost thirty percent of our listeners because they grow old listening to Chris. <laughs> Long length, just trying to fast forward the... ten. <laughs> the thing is, with the podcast, you can fast forward ten seconds at a time. It's brilliant. You can. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, we might as well talk about football. Let's let's go through the Fleetwood game. Um, and uh, <sighs> yeah, it was a bit of a slog watching watching some of it. I didn't think it was a particularly poor performance. I thought we were the better side in the first half. Um, I thought we we would have been very harshly, well, we would have deserved to feel very harshly done by if we'd have gone in at 1-0 down. Um, but thankfully we didn't. Um, and then the second half kind of petered out again. Um, but let's, let's, let's go through the first half, because obviously the first... Incident of note really was uh, was the own goal. Um, I didn't think Fleetwood f- threatened much up to that point, um, and then you know, corner came across, and it it was clearly an own goal from 
from Jackson, but Stockley decided to try and claim it anyway because he's Jaden Stockley. Um, it was unfortunate more than anything else. I think the the opener. What about how did you see that one, guys? Yeah, well, first of all, I thought we started the game well, actually. Um, I thought we looked like we had some purpose. We were on the front foot. Uh, we weren't scintillating, no. um, but we were more in control, I thought, of mm-hmm. the game. I thought we created a couple of chances. Matty Virtue, obviously, <clears throat> had a half chance. Yeah. And I thought, actually, up until the goal, probably a fair result would have been Lincoln City in the lead. And you're quite right. I mean, it's not great defending. It's a simple corner come in. It needs to just go out. He's, he's shanked it. It's unfortunate. Um, but we were a team that were based our, um, you know, based our, I can't say success, but we based what we've done this season on being able to defend. And, and particularly, we've been one of the best teams at defending set pieces. So it was it was difficult for us, um, or it was odd for us to com- concede from a set piece. But it was what it was. Um, I actually thought one of the reasons that we looked better from the off um, was uh, was the three five two as well? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that you know there's a there's a, a, a kind of a, a precedent there, um, which was obviously enforced. But yeah, I was just I was gutted because we conceded in a game where we were the better side. But when we concede, we don't win. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. Fact, yeah, that, that's fact so far. If we concede first, we don't go on and win the game. And ninety most of the time, if we score the first goal, we go on and win the game. I think the only difference to that, obviously, was um, was Exeter City is the only game where we haven't gone on to either win or, or, or draw the game. Sorry, so mm. yeah, it was it was it felt really harsh. Um, but you know, I agree with you. I think that when um, you know we, we started brightly. Um, and what I couldn't, I couldn't get my head around some of the, some of the sentiment where you know, it, it, people saying, "Oh, it was it was rubbish. It was really bad first half." It's like the the two goals that were conceded. There was one goal that was unfortunate, and then there was one piece of sloppy defending from a corner, um, which will you know we'll obviously come on to that. And I think the obvious miss from you know from the weekend was Portie O'Connor. Um yeah, he agreed. would be you know he would be the one that's getting his head on the corners or you know putting his boot in and, and getting rid. Um it's not you know it's not the excuse of oh well Portie wasn't there so we lost it because we should have done better with with the corner that came in like you said but yeah I, I just yeah, but I, let's let's not avoid the one of the the reasons that we struggled is or, or I say struggled. I mean, we played well, but you say, oh, because Pordy was missing. We lost, but Pordy was missing. Lewis Monsma went off injured. Carl Rushworth was missing. Sean Rowan mm-hmm. was missing. Midi Shadipo was missing. There was plenty of There was plenty of teams. I think I worked out seven or eight first team players mm-hmm. um, missing. Seven or eight players that would likely have started. And that's even as far as TJ Aoma as well. Yeah. Um, Joe Walsh were likely to have started. So we've come up against. You know, and. Uh, it's a, this should be where my QI klaxon goes off and you go, no, 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 no. We've come up against £12,000 a week's worth of strikers in Jack Marriott and Jaden Stockley. They're on £6,000 a week each. Yep. And, you know, we've seen uh, that, that Fleetwood's 
losses now the project to get Fleetwood to what five or six points ahead of us in the league has cost them 25 million pounds that mm. that's their collective losses it's been, been kind of announced this week and, and that will be more because that's for the previous financial year so they've overspent again this year you know they were they tried to live within their means a little bit more so when you're going up against that and you're without Lewis Monsma who everybody says is one of our, our best defenders Joe Walsh who probably you know will struggle to play for the club again and, and likely to be released you've got Sean Rowan promising so Paddy O'Connor has been absolutely solid all season when you've got those players out it makes a difference mm-hmm. it does and I thought that after the goal we rallied we rallied okay we came back we bounced back and I'll be honest after we leveled I thought that we would probably go on and win the game that was, I, I genuinely thought so because I thought we were in the ascendancy yeah I, I, I would agree with you on that I, I don't think it um, I don't think a, a, you know a defeat looked on the cards um, at half time um, I mean it just Going back to something that you said before, you know, when, when you said we weren't scintillating, but we looked solid. I think that was something that's probably been missing for quite a few games this season, where we've looked, we've not necessarily even looked solid going forward. I thought we would, you know, there were some really nice passages of play, some really decent, um, m- like, movement on and off the ball, which is something, again, that we've not said multiple times this season. Um, and I, I, I just thought it was a... <sighs> It was a real gut punch when the second goal went in. Um, I mean, Regan Paul's goal was, was, you know, it, it was kind of a bit of a taste of their own medicine. Because I think all three goals came from set pieces, didn't they? was justified. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely it was. It was um, just justified goal. And it was a gut punch. But the fact is we came out in the second half and we were significantly poorer. Yes. Um, we were significantly poorer. And key players who are meant to be contributing more in the attacking third did not do so. We'll come on to one of them but uh, in a bit. But for me, Danny Mandrew has, has struggled. What's going on at your Sorry, place? I'm just going to shut my window. Sounds like you're murdering children. If only. No, the neighbourhood uh, kids are playing outside. Oh. Uh, Kids playing, honestly, they should get themselves <laughs> games consoles. Um, so, like, you look at, at Danny Mandrew, for instance, who I don't think is contributing right now. What perhaps he will be further down the line. You look at Jack Diamond, who I think has been overall a huge disappointment that we'll come on to. We were without Midi Shadipo. Ted Bishop shows it in flashes, but hasn't been able to again consistently impact. Mm-hmm. Ben House struggles when he's isolated. Luke Plange, you know, people talk about not getting service, that sort of thing struggled and I think that we finished the game <clears throat> with something like Plange and Duffy and it was I, I can't remember the the rest uh Tashan Oakley booth. It was a real kind of makeshift front four. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's and that's the problem. And you can just listen back to last week's podcast or the podcast before or the podcast before. The fact is that people say we haven't got attacking options. We have, but at the moment, those options are either finding their way in. Dylan Duffy, you can't we can't criticize Dylan Duffy at all. You know, he's a young no. lad, he's made his first start. Luke Plange probably will get criticism in the same way that Morgan Whitaker did, that Liam Cullen did, but he, I think it's been hard. He hasn't had the impact we want. You know, Danny Mandrew has struggled recently. And do you know what? That's the difference. That's the yeah. difference. They had uh, Jaden Stockley and Jack Marriott, £12,000 a week. We would probably have, have spread that across four players were, it, were we given the opportunity. We weren't given that opportunity because we don't want to overspend. We want to protect the club's future. Andy yeah. Pilly walks out tomorrow, Fleetwood, pop, they're gone. Like Rushton and Diamonds, you can't sustain £25 million of losses to reach 12th or 13th in League One. Mm-hmm. Clive Lakes walks away tomorrow. He's not going to. We don't go bang. We don't go anything. It's business as usual. Yeah. I'll yeah, take that. We've said it before. You know, it's it's the it's the model of sustainability 
um, that we're, we're aiming for at the moment, as opposed to, like you say, the likes of Fleetwood, the likes of Forest Green, the likes of Mansfield, where one person decides they're bored with their plaything and then that's it. You know, they walk away and the club goes pop. Man, with respect, Mansfield are a little bit different. Well, yeah, yeah, all right. A yeah. little bit different. You're talking Forest Green, you're talking Fleetwood. They are the Rushtons of, of, of before. Mm. And, and to a degree, maybe even Crawley. Do you know what? I mean, Crawley were. Oh, God, yeah, I'd forgotten about Crawley. Yeah. <laughs> but they still beat us they still beat us two one and the fact is we still weren't good enough in the second half and even though it was a, a kind of a makeshift front for, uh, four that finished the game um I think it was Jack Diamond playing in a in a in a ten um you know it we still weren't good enough in, in that final half because even with eight first team players out even with their so-called embarrassment of riches up front and then then they're not a great side um Fleetwood mm. we still had well, enough think- to win the game and we didn't do it yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, the interesting point for me from, from last week's podcast that I hadn't actually realised was the fact that until Saturday, you know, Stockley had obviously been brought in in January for, you know, for decent money, and he'd only scored one. Yeah, um, he'd scored one on Jack Marriott had scored one. That's yeah. why the announcer was so keen to announce Jaden Stockley as the, as the, the goal. Yeah, as the first goal scorer. Every striker's yeah. going to claim it, but they were so keen. It's Jaden Stockley, and everyone goes, oh, but he, it wasn't. And don't get me wrong, he didn't have a bad game. I think he got in team of the week. And you'd yeah. still take Jaden Stockley here. You'd still yeah, take yeah. him to, to play up in a two alongside Ben House. I'm, you know, I never disputed that. I'd take Jack Marriott as well here, but not on six grand a week and not for the hundred grand or whatever that they paid for him. No, thank no. you. No, it's uh, yeah. Children, genuinely, can't you do something? Can't you chuck some out the window? You need a ten-second superpower, (laughs) mate. I yeah, there have been conversations. No, um, but yeah, I just you know, it it was frustrating um, to come away from it on Saturday because ultimately there were two average teams on the pitch, and I felt that we were the better of those two teams. Yeah, um, but coming away from it without anything was just really, really frustrating um, and a difficult one to take. We had better XG than they did, 1.72 to 1.51. We had more shots, 17 compared to their 14. One fewer shot on, on target, 7 to 8. We played more passes and we had more possession. I'm not saying that we were infinitely better, but people... Um, I saw some criticism of Mark Kennedy because he said, aside from the result, it was a good day for us. Yeah, a, a good day is uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a bad day for us. It, it genuinely wasn't. I, th- I think the wording was like uh, you know, result aside, there were positives or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, the word. It was our, it was our best performance in terms of trying to go out and win a game since Bristol Rovers and Accrington. And I think I made that point in, in my uh, in my blog in terms of shots, shots on target, XG, possession, it, all of that was mm. comparable to Bristol Rovers and Accrington. We weren't scintillating in either of those games, but we won it. A little bit more, a little bit better defending on Saturday. We win that game. We yeah. got 48 points. Everyone's going, ah, oh, we're more or less safe. You know, we still think we're more or less safe. It would take a huge turn in results for, for us to get relegated, but it is still physically, you know, it's still mathematically possible. Um, but I, yeah, I, I was despondent after the defeat at Peterborough. I could see huge negatives after the defeat at Exeter in the way that we responded to certain moments. Um, but for me, yeah, the defeat at Fleetwood, given everything that was working against us, the injuries, the international call-ups. Yeah, it's ludicrous to me that you can have your first-team goalkeeper who's played however many games called up and, and be forced to play the game. And do you know what? 
actually, Jordan Wright made a great save fair to, per play to him. Yes, yeah, actually, yeah, I remember that. But he also demonstrated to me why I think he will probably leave in the summer. Yeah. So, yeah, that noise, I I, I saw you just look out the window. It's re- the people listening, all they're hearing in the background is either mouse clicking or children playing. It's almost <laughs> like you're watching videos. They're like It's like they're sitting next to me in my room. So if you're on your way to work and you don't like children, my apologies, it's Ben's fault. I mean, the thing is, like, when we started the podcast, people said that, you know, mostly all that we could hear with on Ben's side other than Ben was was the cat coming in and meowing. She's realised now that it doesn't ha- like she doesn't get any attention when she comes in. So when I'm sitting here, she doesn't doesn't come in here. It's great. Mm. Um, but now there's just children outside. Um, but that's Fleetwood. Um, you know, sort of put that one to bed. Um, put that one away for you know for the week, and we'll look ahead to the other games in a bit. But big bit of news out of the club today. Um, more so out of Sunderland, to be fair, um, was that uh, Northumbria Police have said that uh, Jack Diamond has been charged with one count of rape, one count of sexual assault. Um, he's been suspended by Sunderland, and his loan spell has been terminated with immediate effect by the football club. Um, both clubs put out statements. Ours was very much his loan has been terminated. We will not be commenting further. Sunderland went into a little bit more information. Um, And um, then the the statement from Northumbria Police came out. So, um, yeah, not exactly the news that we were expecting or would like to see. Let's look at it. I'll look at it from a football point of view because I won't. Absolutely, know, yeah. It's obvious that the, the fact he's been charged, you've got to condemn that. It is what yep. it is. We don't know the circumstances. It would be wrong to speculate. Um, the club have done the right thing in Terminator's loan. There was there was no nothing else they can mm-hmm. do whatsoever from a loan player, especially with Sunderland then suspending him. Um, reacted quickly from a, from a squad point of view. With what ten, nine, eight games left? I can't remember how many we've got left now. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I wouldn't have played him anyway, and that's no. the only. Yeah, I'm not saying that as bitter. He he scored, um, I think in the league six goals. I think two of those have been from open play, mm-hmm. um, and they were both in the same game. His input hasn't been good. He's drifted in and out of games, and people are going, "Oh, maybe his form's to do with this hanging over him." I won't say hanging over him, you know, because that that suggests it's it's bad luck or misfortune. It's not. It's entirely self-made. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, my my comment is I, I don't think it's a significant loss for Lincoln City at this stage of the season. It will mean more games potentially for Midi Shadipo. It will mean more games hopefully for Charles Vernon. And you know, if Midi Shadipo is released by QPR, there's a potential that we might look at signing him. Potential. Charles Vernon is our player. Now, with those two players, we want to see them there. For me, you like bringing Dylan Duffy on on Saturday. Do you know what I mean? You've got players mm-hmm. that are going to be ours here next season. Give them the time. Yeah. Um it's as simple as that. Jack Diamond's not going to be here next season. I've got, you know, obviously not now, but you know what I mean? Before mm. this, he wasn't going to be with us next season. As soon as yeah. you say, bin him off, bin him off. And Carl mm. Rushworth is a little bit different, but it wouldn't hurt to give Sam Long a run out. If we're safe, mathematically safe, I'd drop Carl Rushworth and put Sam Long in. I'd drop, uh, you know, like Harry Boys don't get a game anyway. Matty yeah. Virtue. Don't know if we're not if we're not going to get Matty Virtue. Try Max Sanders and Ethan Arahan and Lass Sorensen or whatever. Try yeah. things. It's when you start, you know, when you, you can have those project players and start to put them in and work on the project. Yeah. Um, it's it, it makes sense. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think had this come maybe two months ago, 
it would have been a very different story. But where we are in the season at the moment, um, not, not, not for me. I think he's been. I think he's been crap since Christmas. To be honest. Yeah, fair point. Um, I think he's been, I think he, he comes across as a self-centered footballer. He gets on the ball and he's thinking, "What will write me the headline?" And that's one problem yep. you do have with lone players. People go on about Brennan Johnson and Morgan Rogers, but they were the same. They got on the ball and it was like, "What can I do to make my name?" The difference yeah. is they could do it. They had an Jack Diamond yeah. can't. That lad's yeah. no more, no more top end League Two player, and I don't think he'll get the opportunity to show that anymore. And if he's found guilty, good. Yeah, if he's good, yeah, good that he won't play football anymore. But you cut people like that as role models. So hundred percent. And it, it, this is, you know, like you said, it's the correct response from from all involved. You know, suspension, yeah. termination of the deal, um, and move know. on like we're going to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that was uh, that was the news that came out today. So what we're going to do now is have a little break for the weekly advert so your little mid-roll advert will come up now and uh when we come back we'll have uh, some chat with charlie the Talksport fan network is proudly supported by muck delivery bringing you the food you love muck delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door including my favorite the quarter pounder with cheese mm. no matter the result you'll always be winning with muck delivery so the only thing left to say is are you in Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So there we are. And that's that's your weekly advert. Um, and obviously th- this weekend we're off to Hillsborough. We're facing Sheffield Wednesday away. Um, and Charlie had a chat with James from the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Um, so here are his thoughts on what's going to go on at the weekend. Hello and welcome to the preview for Sheffield Wednesday away on Saturday. Um, going to be a tough game, but you know, hopefully after recent results, we can turn something around. Um, I'm joined by James from the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hi, James. Hi, mate. You all right? All good. All good. Um, so normally I would sort of, start one of these previews asking how your season's going but well we know how your season's going you know you're in the top two it's uh it, it looked like you might have run away with it at one point but you know not anymore yeah i mean look on the on the whole if you said to me that obviously we're, you know we're recording this before the cheltenham game in midweek uh, if you said to me that you know we'd be we'd be second in the league uh, a game in hand over the team that's top and a chance to to overturn them and go top by the time that we play ourselves on saturday mm-hmm. 
I'd have snapped my hand off at that. You know, the the run that we've been on, you know, I know obviously the past three results have not been great. You know, a draw against Bolton and then a defeat to Barnsley and then the the less said about the defeat to Forest Green, the better, to be honest. But, um, you know, to have gone on a 23-game unbeaten run, which is, uh, you know, history-making for Sheffield Wednesday. We've never Mm. in our, you know, 150, what, three years, whatever it is that we've been in existence, we've never had a run like that before. So, you know, to have done that this season is fantastic. It's just a shame that, you know, with a run like that, you'd, you'd expect us to be, like, as you said earlier, running away with it. And we're, you know, we're, and we find ourselves at the moment before we play Cheltenham second in the league. But no, it's been a fantastic season so far. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this, this league is made up of two halves, you know, quite evidently, yeah. you know, there is a, yeah. there is a top half and a bottom half and, you know, it is, it is tough, you know, I think there's going to be, whichever team finishes third this, this season, I do think it's a bit of a four horse race for those top two positions, but whichever team comes third, I think they're going to be mightily disappointed because that, that points total that they get would probably be good enough to win the title in some previous years. Well, this is it. I think it, we are looking very likely that we could have four teams that finish on 90 plus points, you know, and it, and it does say a lot about the league. It is very much split. There are, like you say, two leagues um, and the, top, you know, the guys at the top yourselves, Plymouth, Ipswich, Barnsley and a few others are cut above people like ourselves, even, you know, your Fleetwoods who are just sort of they are solidly mid-table now after beating us on Saturday. So it's, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough game for us, but it's it's the sort of game that we'd go ahead and perform in. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, that, that Sheffield Wednesday, ex, uh, Lincoln, sorry, is... Um, yeah, it's a bit of a bogey side for us in recent yeah. in recent years. I know we've not done uh, we haven't done that well against you. I know it was a draw at our place last season. Uh, you beat us last season at your place, and of course it was a draw earlier on this season uh, again. So yeah, the last three games we've we've not managed to beat you yet. So I think this season is is different. Um, I think we. Uh, you know, last season we did struggle against yeah. sides that did come and, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that you put 10 men behind the ball, but, um, you know, we, we played better against the sides that actually came and tried to beat us. Those that uh, tried to catch us on the counter-attack and just kind of soaked up all the pressure, we didn't really have an answer for. However, this season, I think the, the, one of the reasons why we are where we are in the league and, you know, a few positions higher and a lot more points than what we had last season is because of that ability to break those teams down. Um, we, we like to, we like a fast start. And, you know, goals inside the first 10 minutes or certainly the first 20 minutes have been key for us this season. And then we've just kind of controlled the rest of the game, to be honest. And I don't think we've dropped many points uh, or it feels like hardly any from winning positions this uh, this season, which again was a bit of a uh, a bit of a downfall for us for us last year, but uh, but yeah, it's, it, you're right. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, it's certainly not a gimme. Uh, you know, you you. I think uh, Lincoln no. have shown so far this season a bit of the draw master, not winning many games, yeah, but drawing a, a hell of a lot of games, um, which shows that yeah, you just you know you are just tough to beat. Well, that well that's it. You know, from our side of it, it's very much what we what we wanted. It was. Um, it was sort of before, just before we played you back in October, the the management team obviously needed to make a decision of, look, do we go out and try to go and properly win games, potentially win games 4-3, or do we need to make sure that we're safe and set up a solid foundation, which they obviously chose to do, and it's worked well with where we are in the league. It could be higher, could be a heck of a lot lower. So, you know, that... I'm happy enough with it. Um, I know some people are, some people aren't, but it's just that's just what football is, isn't it? Um, 
so looking ahead to Saturday, how how are you guys sort of going to line up? What's what's just been your kind of tactical shape? Yeah, so we we set up in a three five two. We've pretty much played that um, throughout the whole course of the season this year. Um, I don't think it's Darren Moore's preferred formation. Um, in that, you know, I, th- I think you know when he came to Sheffield Wednesday, what you know, a year and a half ago, maybe nearly two. It's over two years now uh, when he first came. Uh, you know, yeah, the, of course. Uh, a four-two-three-one was preferred in its time at Doncaster, and the, with the players that he brought in, it kind of looked like he wanted to do that. Last season, injuries kind of dictated that we we had to play had to play a three-five-two, mm-hmm. and I think this season we've just had much better results with playing that formation. So obviously we've we've, we've stuck by that. Um, you know, we have tried to bring wingers in, but you know, injuries of and, and just poor performances from those players have, have meant that we've kind of stuck by that three-five-two. Um, we will be playing a three-five-two on. on on Saturday, I have no uh, no doubts about that. Um, obviously, we brought in Aidan Flint in January, who was an absolute yeah. man mountain. Uh, you know, is he what six foot six? I think he is. Uh, obviously, played a lot of his football in the championship, so he's he's absolutely top quality when it comes to you know he did brick walls. He's that type of player. Well, uh, I said to you before we started, I, w- I watched the game against Barnsley, and you just know he's always there in the box he's ready and you know when you've got Barry Bannon's sort of set piece taking ability you just you're constantly scared that yeah, you are, but he's, he's not. He's not found the back of the net so far no. this season, and I think that's probably because I keep putting a bet on him being the first goal scorer. <laughs> so I'm have to stop doing that because it's, I'm, I'm giving him the curse. Uh, but you are right. Yeah, he's a, he's an aerial threat in both boxes. Um, obviously, his defensive prowess has, has been a lot better than his attacking prowess. Because I think if he if he'd have put that chance away against Barnsley, I think we're going to win that game. But that's yeah. uh, that's another story. Um, but yeah, in you know, we, I said we'll set up in a three-five-two. He, he does like to mix it up a little bit. You know, we've got Liam. Palmer, Akin Fumewo, we've got Dominic Iorfa, who kind of share the, uh, the the back three. Marvin Johnson and, and Reese James kind of, you know, uh, will be on the left-hand side, uh, you know, at least one of those. Um, the, the midfield three used to be, you know, Byers, Bannon and uh, and Will Volks, but Byers is, is unavailable, which will be a, uh, a blessing in disguise for yourself. He's, he's injured and, you know, we don't know how long he's going to be out for and we have struggled without him, so... It's going to be yeah, Abdel. Yeah, yeah, good news for you. It's going to be Abdel <laughs> Bashiru, Dennis Adeneran, or Tariq Backinson. But none of those three have really um, taken the, the opportunities that have, that have come their way and in, in recent weeks, and which is a bit of a shame, really. And it is given you know we are scratching his head a little bit as to uh, who is going to play in that in that three. And then up front as well, Josh Windass, our joint leading goal scorer, he's also out injured, picked up an injury against Bolton a couple of weeks ago, um, so he's not going to be available either. Um, which means that you know, we added on to our injuries that we've already got with Callum Patterson and and, uh, and Malik Wilkes, we're stuck with just two recognised strikers, which is you know not two bad strikers. Lee Gregory and uh, I was going to say I kind Smith. of I kind of struggle to to give you sympathy when it is still Michael Smith and Lee Gregory, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but they've you know they've both not been firing uh, to be perfectly no. honest. You know, Michael Smith's got eleven goals this season. Um, five have come from the penalty spot. Two have been deflected efforts. He hit a wonder strike. Uh, um, earlier on in the season um, but you know I, I would expect him to have more and, and same with Lee Gregory really he's been out injured a few uh, for a few weeks uh, not being you know uh, a regular starter um, but I would you know he got 16 goals for his last season Michael Smith got 18 for 
for Rotherham. So I would have liked to have a little bit, you know, a little more goals than what they've currently got. But those two will more than likely be uh, be leading the line on uh, on Saturday. Uh, I mean, yeah, when I, when I go through the players there, we we have got some some real quality, especially for this for this league. Um, injuries are hitting us really hard, and at the start of the season, you would have said that we've got quite a lot of strength in depth. But I think that's um, it, it's starting to show a little bit that we perhaps you know this, this when, when certain key players are missing we are left wanting a little bit and that's obviously shown in the in the recent results that we've had it only takes one injury too many doesn't it sometimes it, it same same with us we when we got lewis montsma back um we had sort of well we had loads of fully fit center halves um you know we played play the three back but we didn't expect to be worrying and now going into the game on saturday we don't know who's going to be fit and available so like I said, yeah, the, the games come quick, thick, thick and change. fast in uh, in yeah. one. You know, we, we've we've played, um, you know, midweek weekend, midweek weekend, another midweek game again. Um, you know, against Cheltenham, which you know, which by the time you're listening to this, we probably might have uh, already played that game. Uh, so they are coming thick and fast, and obviously with um, postponements and things like that, the, the, the games, you know, the, there's a lot of workload. You know, that just you know, when you look at the Premier League, you know, there's only 20 teams in in those leagues, and uh, you know, by the virtue of you know cup competitions as well, you know, if we, we went quite far in the uh, in the FA Cup this season, which. You know, in hindsight, yeah, it was fantastic. But looking at it now, if you'd have said, would you rather have a cup run or would you rather have uh, less games and, and not, you know, not be in the position that we're in now, having, you know, three games without a win, I think you'd rather yeah. take the, you know, it's that whole cliche, concentrate on the league and stuff like that. And I thought that, you know, Darren Moore's rotated his squad quite well up until this point in preparation for the inevitable injuries that are going to come. But, you know, when you're losing your, your leading goal scorer in Josh Windass and a, and a pivotal player in George Byers, it is going to, uh, it is really going to hurt you as a, as a team. And that we've seen that in recent weeks. Yeah. But yeah. Hopefully we could be the team that capitalise on it then, you know, it's, it would be nice. Um, so just I better keep it too short because I think uh, Chris is on the pod again this week. So he'll have inevitably sent the time over an hour anyway. So to wrap it up, score prediction. What are you, what are you thinking? Well, it's at home. We are unbeaten at home this calendar year. Um, so, you know, but, you know, there'll be a lot of fans there. You know, I'm sure... I mean, it all depends on what happens in midweek against Cheltenham, as well as to uh, yeah. as to how confident I'll be at the weekend. Um, having said that, I mean, no disrespect to to Lincoln, but when a team's second playing a team that's fourteenth in the league, I think you know at home as well, in front of yeah. probably over twenty thousand fans, I'm definitely going to back a home win. Of course, um, we've kept a lot of clean sheets this season. Having said that, you're quite resolute and in, in terms of goals conceded, you've not conceded too many yourself either, considering. Where you are in the league, um, I, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a, a Wednesday win. Of course, I'm going to go for two nil, and I'll even give you a, a first goal scorer. I know I've mentioned saying they've not scored too many goals, uh, but Michael Smith is more than due a goal, so he'll probably get the uh, the first goal. You mean scorer. you're not sticking with Flint? Uh, well, look, I've, I've jinxed him so many times so far this season. I've lost so much money putting a putting a bet on him being the first goal scorer. I can't possibly do it again this weekend. Look, if it's Aiden so you know Flint, it'll get, happen. You just know it'll happen. Look, if, if Aiden Flint gets the first goal and I've not won any money, I'm more than happy to do that. That's absolutely fine. Uh, well, that's fair enough. I think for me, I said on the pod last week that after all of the draws that we had, we weren't going to get another one for the end till the end of the season. 
So I can't go for a draw. So I am going. I'm going for a three nil away win. Three nil away. Well, three nil away win. Three nil away win to potentially yeah. the league leaders. I mean, look, yeah. Forest Green did it. They they beat us one nil. So I mean, I suppose that's not beyond the realms. I, I don't of possibility. I, I, I'm not even being stupid. That I'm just being plain delusional, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean, it, like I said, it all. I mean, if if the results don't go our way um, tomorrow night against Cheltenham, you know, in, and and then we lose it on on right. Saturday, I think we could potentially kiss goodbye to uh, those automatic uh, promotion hopes. Um, I, I think you know the fact that we lost to Forest Green at the weekend um we'll be looking for a reaction against Cheltenham yeah. so we um you could be saved from from that sort you know i think tomorrow night could be could well be you know a 3 4 5 niller um because I, I think we'll just go you know all out and uh, and and put them to the sword so you could be you could be spared bullshit there but no it will be uh, it will be an interesting game i don't think it is as as you know as, as black and white as some people might think when you look at the um, i think it'll be a tight it'll be a tight table. closed game so you know, it, yeah. It, I mean, look, we 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 struggle against yourselves. You know, uh, obviously, you had a, a great victory against us last season. I hate to say it, um, you, you kept us at bay um, when you came to Hills. But last time, obviously, got a, a fairly late equaliser. That, again, that was another issue that we had conceding late goals. We, we've you know we've, we've showed up the defence somewhat, and you know, at home we've only conceded fourteen goals, which is I think the third or fourth best home record, and, and scored forty two, which. Yeah, uh, as long impressive. as long as that carries on, I'll be a, a happy Wednesday night come, you know, five o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Well, hopefully not, but, um, you know, good luck for the rest of the season and hopefully I won't be talking to you next season. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean that in the nicest possible way as well. Yes, of course. <laughs> especially, if you lo- especially if you beat us and then, yeah, I really won't want to be talking to you next season. <laughs> All right, brilliant. Thank, thank you very much, James. No problem. Great stuff. Cheers for that, lads. Uh, that was James from Wednesday Till I Die talking to Charlie about the game at the weekend. So they Sheffield Wednesday are on a bit of a interesting run, much like ourselves um, at the moment. It's going to be... Um, I had a, a text earlier from a, a Sheffield Wednesday supporting friend who, who said, oh, you know, just seen you've lost three on the bounce, so that's a guaranteed win for you on Saturday. Um you know, I I would probably disagree with him, but he did say to me that you know if you come and attack us, we will crumble. Um, that seems to be the way that they're playing at the moment. I watched the game on Sunday. Um, you know, Forest Green against Sheffield Wednesday, and I didn't think much to Wednesday at all. They were they looked really poor, um, and you know, Forest Green credit to them, and that really is a sour thing to say but they, they knew how to play against them. They were solid. They were compact. A lot of the things that you associate with how we've played, you know, defensively, but then going forward, they had a little bit more about them as well. And, um, you know, they, they managed to, to eke out the win. So do you think, Gaz, that we're going to come away with a guaranteed win on Saturday? Or um, do you foresee it being a bit more of a uh, an ugly one and coming home a little bit disappointed? Um, I think it's really hard to tell because you never particularly know which Lincoln City are going to turn up. I think when you look at, at Chef Wednesday, they haven't won now for four games. They haven't won since the 11th of March. 
that's a draw with Bolton, um, where they were the better side, had better XG. Uh, they lost 4-2 to Barnsley, where their XG was 3.65 and Barnsley's was 1.6. They had 20 shots on goal in that game. Um, they drew 2-2 with Cheltenham. They had 23 shots on goal in that game, three on target, 3.09 XG, better than Cheltenham. They even had better XG than Forest Green, marginally 0.83 to 0.78. So, do you know what? They, they, they've been relatively narrow games, but in terms of having better XG, they could have won three of those four games. I noticed they had a couple of lads come off with injury concerns mm-hmm. um, against uh, Cheltenham. I think they've got a couple out injured as well, and, and maybe you've just heard about that from Charlie. We haven't had a chance to listen to that interview. Um, so they're going to have to they're going to have to attack. They're going to have to come at us now. If we can put the sort of performance in that we put in against them at Sinsel Bank, against Ipswich, twice uh, against uh, Bolton, you know that resilient, defensive kind of um, look to hit them on the break, then brilliant. If we uh, turn up and are as susceptible to set pieces as we were against Fleetwood, then they're going to win. Now, the thing is, I think that we're a big game team. And mm-hmm. I think we can go three at the back. I'm not sure about O'Connor's ban. I'm not sure if that's two games or was just the one game. I thought so, Tim Hawkins was one game. See, I did as well. And then we had the conversation, didn't we, in our, in our group chat. And I think Chris and Charlie seemed to think it was two games. Yeah, but they said that you get one game booking after five, one game ban after five bookings. But of course you don't because Prody O'Connor hasn't missed a game as yet. So I didn't think it was two games. We'll have to we'll have to have a look. We'll have a look. Well, it, it gets it gets white, doesn't it, in January? Yeah, just looking at the page, sorry, and there's I can see that Pordy's got seven bookings since January the tenth when we played uh, Accrington. So, so that's two two game so, ban, isn't it? Yeah. So it's I think it it's you know likely to be the fact that there was the five beforehand and then or you know three beforehand and, and seven afterwards, but. Yeah, um, although that was a Papa John's game. But either way, there's there's been more bookings after January, which is when the five-game thing expires. Yeah, um, I think you've got to have five. I think in the Premier League, it's five bookings before the 19th game is a one-game ban. But if you get 10 bookings before a certain number of games, it's then a yeah. uh, a, t- a two-game ban. So we're assuming that Pordy O'Connor is banned. Um, so we're going to need, uh, you're going to need Lewis Monsmith fit, you're going to Sean Rowan at least back, Rushworth's back. If we can play the th- a, a good three at the back mm-hmm. um, and, and remain compact, and it's where you probably need more defensive fullbacks as well. So Sean Rowan and a Regan Paul. I don't know what Ioma's, Ioma's situation is, but if Jackson's there fit, um, it, yeah, it's... What you don't want to do is go into Sheffield Wednesday with makeshifts. You don't want to go there with Lass Sorensen yeah. at right, right back or or even Harry Boys, who's been underwhelming at left back and um, could be difficult. I mean, Wednesday usually play a 3-5-2, but they changed against Cheltenham to a 3-4-1-2, which was interesting. But they play three at the back as well. What we can't do is then find Ben House isolated. There's no point in going there and playing as we did against Fleetwood with Ben House like, in the middle and the two wide players just not not getting anywhere near him. If you took those in and you can get the, 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 the fullbacks at least overlapping or at least looking to push and press a little bit, then we can get some joy. I don't think we're going to go there and lose 4-0. I don't think they're the sort of team that, that will beat a team 4-0. And, and, you know, we talk about them being a... Uh, a good side aside from when they put five you know put five past mk dons that they, they didn't score a huge amount of goals every so often they do five against cambridge um but then you know they've had nil nils one nils one ones all the time all the way through 
I think they'll be nervy. I think they'll be edgy. I think if we were to get an early goal, you could soon turn the crowd. I think that's mm-hmm. one problem with a big crowd as well. I think when you've got two, two and a half thousand or 2,100 Lincoln fans, we can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Certainly think we did when we played there last season and drew one all. Absolutely. Um, so I don't see us. I don't see us going there and getting a hammer, and I don't see us going there and getting a win. I wouldn't rule out a draw. Um, you know, my gut feeling says we'll probably get beat, but I can see a pathway forward for us to the pathway. Um, right, I can Chris. see a yeah, all right. I can see a uh, I can see a way for us actually getting something, and it would be nice just to stop the rot. Because do you know what? Yeah. Last week I said to Chris that I could see four defeats on the bounce. I still can, and I don't think it changes anything for me, but it changes a lot for a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people go four on the bounce he's got to go and all that sort of stuff you know people are entitled to their opinion i don't think it's the right opinion but it's their opinion nonetheless yeah um and that would set us up who do we play good friday is it cheltenham uh, good friday bear with i think it is i think it's cheltenham um, on, on good friday it is yeah home, cheltenham. Um, yeah, do you know cheltenham. we've actually only got one saturday fixture now at home till the end of the season uh, season yeah because Cheltenham's Good Friday. The last game of the season is a Sunday, which a I Sunday. think is Shrewsbury. Um, so, yeah, it's thick and fast. I, I just, do you know what? I actually think we could not pick up another point between now and the end of the season and probably still not be relegated, but we don't want that. Um, no, absolutely not. I think um, that, you know, I I, I, I think that the, the, there is the illusion of safety and that it is an illusion at the moment. Like, you know, the, yeah, it is, you're right. It's good terminology. You know, I don't want people to, you know, I don't want anybody to get complacent, particularly not those in the club. And I'm not suggesting that they I'll are. I'll contact them and let them know that you don't want that. Then. <laughs> cool. Cheers. Um, but, you know, right. it's, there is, I think there's probably this, this feeling that there is a bit of complacency there at the moment, but I don't think it's necessarily complacency. I think it's, kind of trying to fit the right pegs in the right holes you know you said before you said just a minute ago you don't want to go to to Hillsborough on Saturday with a makeshift squad and I think given that we've not heard anything in terms of uh, Ethan's injury and Lewis's injury um, who else went off didn't Mark say that Ethan's shouldn't be a long one Actually, sorry, yes, you're right. He did say that Ethan will be back this weekend or should be back yeah. this weekend. Sorry, you, you're right on that one. Yeah, I'd forgotten that. Um, but, you know, when you, you've got Lewis Monsmer and, like you said, we've got Joe Walsh, who has spent more time on the treatment table again this year than on the pitch. Yes. Um, it's not for me. You know, not for me, Mr. Walsh. Who have, you, who have we got that we can realistically fit a decent defence, set a decent defence with the wing-backs that we want to play? On Saturday, it's it's a tricky. Jackson, you got Jackson Rowan. You could play Paul with Sorensen, but you don't want to. You really want Paul on the other side. I don't know where Aoma is in terms of fitness, but you could play Harry Boys. And again, I know I've said you don't want to go there with those, but you you, you could you could set up that way. Um, but yeah, just you know, at what point would you think in the season where you got where we'd got like six or seven centre backs and you go, I've got the best collection of centre backs and now we can't muster a, yeah. a three man defence. And yeah. um but again there I know this sounds ridiculous, but there are injuries that you've seen happen on the pitch. And for me they're they're not better injuries, but they're more fans are more accepting of that type of injury than they are yeah. with where's such and such, where's such and such. Yeah, it's like if if it's like a contact injury 
you know, where you, you go in for a challenge and you take a bad bump. It's like, okay, fans are more accepting of that because they've yeah. seen that you're making the challenge as opposed to the mysterious unknown injury on the training ground. It's, yeah. it, I think those frustrate a little bit more. And, and the thing is, look, what, the, what you know, you, we go back to Sheffield Wednesday, what they've got up top is, um, they've got, uh, is it Michael Smith and Lee Gregory up top, haven't they? Who are so, two yeah. wily old campaigners? They're, they're almost like a Stockley and a Marriott. You know, they're going to knock you about. They know where the goal is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we've got to be on the ball. And to be fair, if that does mean pulling Paul into the middle, um, we've, we've got to do something to combat that. And then you, Marvin Johnson is um, one of the guys on the flank. You've got to watch Barry Bannon. I'd back Ethan Araham to give Bannon a little less freedom than we give, give him. him. A reducer early on. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd back that. And you know, I know that at the back, I know that they're not particularly. Um, um, you're particularly strong, but then you've got to get at them. And we're talking yeah. here about who can we put out in defence, how can we stop them? It's not about that. Who's going to get our goal? Benhouse yeah. scores quite important goals, but you've got to get, you, you, you've got to have all of your players. Um, when you go to Hillsborough, when you go against this Sheffield Wednesday side, you've got to have all your players on form. If you've got all your players on form, I do think they've got a soft underbelly that you can expose, especially with the run they're on and their nervy. We've seen it happen before time and again where big where big teams or teams that are doing well bottle it. We mm-hmm. did it a couple of years ago. You get on a bad run, you get start doing the wrong things, you start panicking a little bit. But we've you got get to desperate, be able to, don't you? You do, but we've got to be able to take advantage of that. Ben House can, but, but can Midi Shadipo come in if he's fit uh, and affect that? Or can... Ted Bishop, you know, be more like the Ted Bishop that scored twice against Fleetwood than the Ted Bishop that kind of drifts in and out of games. Can Charles Vernon come in and do something? Can Danny Mandrew, who we know is a, a skillful player, mm. but he, he he feels like a when I say petulant luxury luxury player, I'm not talking there about his his kind of personal attitude, mm. but the way he drifts about games, he just drifts in and out, in and out. And I keep making a comparison to Jeff Hughes when Jeff Hughes was here. He, Jeff Hughes was very, very similar when he first came. Probably you know, didn't quite strut it like Mandrew does sometimes and, and didn't have the, the, the European football background that Mandrew's had, even, albeit with Shamrock Rovers. But there was that real feeling that, well, this guy's not ready for the football league. This guy's not ready for English football. This guy's swanning around. He's not. And then all of a sudden, poof, he came back at the second season. He was brilliant. We could get that with Mandrew. But let's have some of that now. Let's, yeah. let's see him end on a little bit of a high. Because, do you know what? We go to Sheffield Wednesday and Danny Mandrew pops up and scores a worldie and we draw one all. His name, people then start thinking Mandrew's a quality player. And yeah. it's easy to turn a fan base did you turn a fan base one way or another? How much did people talk about how great Jack Diamond was after that Bristol Rovers game? Nobody's mm-hmm. saying that now. Even without the, 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 yeah, the yeah. news, nobody was saying that now. Everybody was saying drop him. I was. I mean, it takes a lot for me to start saying that player shouldn't be in the side. But him, Diamond and Mandrew, to be fair, both have been massively underwhelming. Um, but I, I do wonder, you've you mentioned about House there, you know, not getting, potentially not getting the service or, you know, being, being isolated. <laughs> Do you think that without Jack Diamond in the squad, he would get a bit more balls to feet or a bit more service that he'd, that he'd want? Because I know one of our biggest criticisms of Jack Diamond has always been, you know, he just wants to run and take the world on by himself. You know, when there's an easier yeah, ball, if there's an easier yeah. ball there, he won't take the easy ball. He'll he'll try and beat the man or you know do it himself. But I know he hasn't fair. started. I know he hasn't started the past couple of games. But one game. 
he only didn't start last game. He started a couple before that. He's only been dropped twice. He's only come off the bench twice, I think, this season. Um, I, I can see your point. No, I don't I don't agree because I think Charles Vernon's had a similar thing. I think Midi Shadipo at times has been guilty of it. I think that some of our forwards have wanted to do everything. I think if you want to get more service in and around Ben House, you go 3-5-2. Um, mm. and, and I think that we've got the players to go 3-5-2. You, you're basically then taking the wide players out of the equation. Go with Ben House and let's say Danny Mandry up top. Um, play, uh, let's assuming that he's fit, Arahan Virtue and, and maybe Lass Sorensen in the midfield, Virtue at the, at the head of it, put Lass Sorensen next to Arahan so he can run around and, and not have to worry about particularly where he's going. He can chase everything like he does but not leave great big gaps. And then you're putting a lot on the fullbacks um, and hopefully if it is, if we can play Paul and even Harry Boys and then Jackson, hopefully maybe Mons, Moreau and something like that. 3-5-2 for me is the way forward and I've been mm. saying it for, for a while this season. Um, that's the way that you affect a game that's the way you keep your strikers kind of close together, get the service, break teams down, and I think it's a good one to play on the break. Shrewsbury is still in this league because they played three five two when they didn't when they were they were struggling to be competitive, but Steve Cottrell came in, three five two, look where they are now. Sheffield Wednesday, three five two. Um they play predominantly and they're right up there. For me, when you play three four three like we've been playing, there's too much emphasis on your wide players to kind of try and yeah. tuck in, to try and because the theory is with a three-four-three, of course, that those wide players kind of tuck in and will either be playing behind as a, as a pair of double tens or drifting a little bit wider, and the wing backs will be actually providing the width. But this season we've tried to do that. The wing backs haven't been able to provide the width because a they've not been dedicated wing backs, uh, or b we've been kind of you know very defensive with that. And then the wide players, all of our wide players this season, without any sort of you know not trying to be critical they have all failed to impress because not one of those wide players has delivered five, six, seven assists. Not one of them has chipped in with four, five goals from open play. Danny Mandrew, probably the closest. All Jack Diamond's goals have been more or less from the penalty spot. Mm. And for me, that's the disappointment. Ben House is not a striker that will score you 20 a season. If you put more balls into his feet, he might get you 15. Um, and, and look, these are things that this isn't particularly in line with Sheffield Wednesday. This is in line with where we need to be looking next season. For me, 3-4-3 is the right starting point. We keep talking about foundation. For me, the three at the back was a foundation that we now got to look to build on. And we've got to look to build on that, in my opinion, by going 3-5-2, which is what I'd like to see between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. The, the one thing I would probably say to change in that would be I would play Ted Bishop over Sorensen. Um, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to be part, fair, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, because it, I, it would... I think personally, I think when Ted Bishop's played with Ethan Arahan, I think he's been a much better player. Um, he'd be a much better player in a three. Yes, doubt. And, and probably, yeah, probably. Uh, to be fair, I'd forgotten about Ted, so probably you'd go Arahan and Virtue with Ted kind of pushing forward. And, yeah, and then I suppose it gives us the opportunity if we must to play Lasset right wing back if we mm-hmm. if we do suffer from injuries so yeah i mean that that would be my that would be my choice for 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 well either saturday or going forward for the rest of the season so yeah rest of the season and then you look at bringing maybe plange later on to see how he goes i'd i'd even be tempted to start bringing joven on with half an hour to go yeah. bringing dylan duffy on um potentially but then if you're playing 352 where do you play him maybe in the behind in the midfield i don't know i, don't I mean know. it's like you said you know once we've once we're sort of mathematically safe i think it it makes sense to use that time to experiment and and use the project players to do you know 
what what we want to do with them and and help develop them and grow them for next season or beyond. Um, But I'm aware that we are now ticking over the hour mark um, with, uh, with everything that's gone on and with Charlie's, uh, uh, we can we, cut. We, we can cut your cla- Captain Planet rubbish. No, I can't because Captain Planet was great. He's a hero. He's going to reduce pollution down to zero. That's that was. He works with the planeteers to defend Earth from pollution caused by criminals and villains. Not all of it was. <laughs> That's what it says on Wikipedia. So you had till the end of the show to come up with a superhero who doesn't fight crime. Have you come up with one? No, because I forgot about that. <laughs> Not because you forgot, because there isn't one. That's why, because there isn't one. Just admit when you're wrong, Ben. Just say it, I was wrong. I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. Say it then. I don't think I am wrong on this one. Okay, listeners, if you think Ben's wrong, um, well, he is, so he's a silly kid. <laughs> There's no point, is there? If you could come up with a superhero who doesn't fight crime, um, tweet us at Did Not Happen of the Year Award. Um, <laughs> Oh dear, but no, look, before we go, um, is there anything else that we need to discuss, plug, talk about, shout? Don't, don't think so, don't think so. Do listen to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast, I will be on it. I'm recording that in 45 minutes' time. Um, you can probably fast forward to the bit with me on it if you don't want to listen to the rest. <laughs> if you don't want to listen to me, don't listen to it. So there we go. There we go. Uh, no, I don't think we have anything to plug. <clears throat> uh, cool. Um, and I just want to say thanks because... Um, I had a number of messages after last week's podcast went out um, from people um, with, you know, a bit of concern, um, you know, with, when you said that uh, it'd been a bit of a tough time. Still is, but, you know, we'll move on. We'll plod on. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that. Um, some of our listeners are all right, aren't they, guys? Yeah, some of our presenters are as well. Um, <laughs> not this one, obviously. Are we going to... Um, are you going to Wednesday? I am, yeah. Yeah, I'm on. We're giving Mr. Giving Mr. Ray a lift back as well because he was uh, he was up begging for one. I saw. So it's like, go on then. Yeah, well, I, I unfortunately, Dad's now got COVID and can't go, um, and oh, he was picking us up from Lincoln. So I've got to get the bus. Right, bear in mind it's Sheffield. I've got to get the bus at ten past seven in the morning. Um, I know. <laughs> I <think> so. <laughs> She's got to drive me, so she's driving me to the bus stop at Welton the Wild. I've got to get a bus at 10 past 7 into Rugby. Chris is then going to get on it so that we get into Lincoln for 20 past 8 to get on Andy's fun bus at quarter to 9 to go to somewhere else, not Sheffield. I mean, it's just... I just she's going where you go. I could run there because I run. I could run from <laughs> Sheffield. I could run from here to Sheffield, I reckon. How far is it? How I don't know. Is- it's a while. But uh, yeah, no, I, I have a similar. I had a similar moment when, like, um, Radio Lincolnshire ran me up and said, "Oh, you know, would you be up, up for speaking on the breakfast show tomorrow about the Wednesday game?" I was like, "Yeah, all right, fair enough." And I was like, "Hang on a minute, breakfast show." And they went, "Yeah, we'll give you a call about quarter two. And I went, "Oh no!" And then eight. I was like, "Okay, that's fine. I'll be awake then. That's fine." Oh, were you on the breakfast show? Yeah, must have missed it. I bet that was scintillating. In the morning, tomorrow morning, Gary. Are you on tomorrow morning, are you? Yes. Oh, I'll set an alarm. Just a minute. Done. <laughs> Such a prick. <laughs> Such who a was prick. it who contacted you? Uh, it wasn't somebody that normally contacts me about going on Radio Links. I know that much. Ah, so somebody who doesn't know who knows what about football. Fair enough. Yeah, it wasn't the sport team. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> They'd contact someone who knows what they're talking about, wouldn't they? <laughs> 
Well, initially they contacted Chris Ray, so... Uh, Did they? Yeah, you just... You, you just he draws cartoons. What's he know about football? <laughs> right, well, there we go. We've got some new beef on the <laughs> Stacey West podcast. Uh, I did say, like, five minutes ago that we'd call it a day. So uh, we'll leave it there. Enjoy Wednesday if you go in, and uh, we'll see you on Good Friday against Cheltenham. And until then, up the imps. Up the imps. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.